the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 77 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nowatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 11. I'm Liam, and I'm 8. And, uh, yeah, here we are, Anna. You had camp last no, week. No, I'm back! How's it going? You're back. You're back from camp. Uh, I saw a picture of you at camp. You were wearing a Captain Phasma t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's cool. That was I given wore, to you by uh, yeah. your, your aunt's boyfriend who gave that I, to you. I for, also... For wore your a birthday. ray one. Oh, did you wear the ray shirt And too? the oh, droid nice. one. Oh, what? You wore all of those at camp? Yeah. Ooh, did people think of you as the Star Wars girl? No. No? Okay. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but that's cool. Um, you don't usually wear your Star Wars shirts. I don't. So those kinda... fit really well. Oh, good. And they're, yeah. really, they're really comfy. Awesome. I like them. Great. So... We're going to start off, uh, we're not going to talk about Star Wars-y stuff first. We're going to talk about the story that Nick sent us, because we were talking about that, uh, doing our own little personal, from a certain point of view, uh, thing. And, um, you know, stories from, uh, about a character who appears in one of the movies, and it's a story that we don't see in the movie, but it hap- we could pretend that it happened, right? And, of course, from a certain point of view, is going to be canon. This is a book where there's 40 stories um, by more than 40 authors, because some of the stories have two authors. Um, and some of the authors are I mean, really cool. Um, like, Ashley Eckstein is, is writing a story. She is? Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's about Ahsoka or not. I can't remember. Um, probably. I hope so. Uh, but, yeah, just uh, you know, a bunch of different authors. We've talked about this book before, but we wanted to do something uh, just kind of for us, you know, and I've actually started writing my own story about were the oh, bartender, uh, the bartender at the cantina, but, uh, I haven't gotten too far. Well, what because, did I say again? Mm, I don't remember who you were going to write. I was the stormtrooper bumped the head. Oh, the stormtrooper bumped no, his head. No, I was the stormtrooper bumped his head. Oh, wow. I don't know. We'll Maybe have to go, we'll both. have to, we'll have to go back and listen to that episode yeah. and see, uh, what you said you would write about. Anyway, so... Uh, but Nick, Nick sent us this story and it's funny cause like I've tried to work on my story and I've gotten like two paragraphs written and I'm like, and I don't know. And Nick just done like put out this before, whole huge story in one morning before that even started. And, yeah. He said he wrote this in one morning. So I, I'm pretty impressed, but we're going to read just the intro to it and, uh, and, and I'm going to post. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's great. Uh, I'm going to post the rest of the story on the website. But uh, just to give you a little taste of it, I am going to read uh, the first couple paragraphs of this story. And uh, the name of the story is The Misadventures of Garindan the Kubaz. Now I've heard Garindan and Garindan and Garindan. I like Garindan. I say Garindan. Yep. And uh, the story is from the certain point of view of Nick. And uh, the date of this story is zero BBY. So that's zero years before the battle of Yavin. So, you know, it takes place during a new hope is what that means. And, uh, here's, uh, the beginning. Gurindan knew from the moment that he'd sold out those droids to the empire that he was pretty much dead in his defense. He was broke, like really broke after being forced to flee his home world of Kubindi. He had traveled to many places, the lava lakes of Sullust to sell faulty blaster recharges to the natives 
whom he had dubbed Flappy Mouths, the oceans of Camino, where he'd attempted to sell neck braces to the Kaminoans, the mountains of Jelucan, the towers and spires of Coruscant, this really weird diamond-shaped planet he'd steered clear of. And, and now he found himself on the miserable sands of Tatooine. It was a sandy junkyard, but the creatures here were dumb enough to buy his blasters that fired backwards and his shock sticks that shocked the owner instead of whoever they were trying to use them against. Gurindin, when he was living on Kubindi, had been considered a pretty smart guy. But not good smart. He'd been bad smart. The kind of smart that tricked you into giving someone money for doing nothing. The Kubas, it would be fair to say, didn't really take to bad, smart Gurindin. So, at the mere age of 23, his own father had kicked him off the planet and said that if he returned, he'd find himself in a salad alongside a jug of blue milk and a plate of diced Nerf steak. They were lovely, his family. They really were. <laughs> oh, so that's, that's just a little taste, and uh, it gets really good. It does. Uh, <laughs> when when I finished reading this story, I think both of you kids were like, "I want that to be real. Like, I want that to be canon." Yes, and uh, I are. think it's it's part of all of our head canons now. Yes, it is. I, I, it's a testament to the story, really. It's I part think of that canon. Like when I, we watch A New Hope and I see Grindon, I'm going to think of this story now. Yeah, me too. It's really well done, Nick. I'm really impressed. Um, and uh, you are like listeners, the best ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listeners, go to childrenoftheforce.com, and I will have this story pinned at the top for at least the next uh, you know few weeks. Uh, so it'll be at the very top of the page no matter what. Um, yeah, give it a read. Really good. Uh, good stuff. And uh, there was a couple, uh, a spot in this story, Liam, that I think, I have a feeling Nick maybe put in there just for you. Uh, Gurindan then stowed his comm link into the depths of his robes alongside his trusted DL-40 blaster pistol and Vibroblade. 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 So, no, it was really good. And, and so, uh, just a little bit of a spoiler alert and a little bit of a tease. Uh, for this story and make you go to the website and read it. It ends on Jakku. So I wonder if we're going to get a Gurindan story in from a certain point of view, you know, and how awesome would it be if it was actually this, like it was so close to this story that like it was this story, but yeah, it's just different words, just written differently. That would be so funny. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, but yeah, so thanks for this headcanon, Nick. Uh, really appreciate it. And uh, congratulations on a really well-written story that uh, might not have super fun to read. Oh, uh, vibroblades are always canon, Liam. Always. I know, but they still might not have a vibroblade. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Nick, uh, he sent in some pretty great theories and questions based on the Last Jedi behind-the-scenes video, and we're going to get to those in a little bit. But first, let's talk about the Star Warsy stuff that we've been up to. Um, I'm still playing Force Arena, not as much, but I still play it, and I like it a lot. Liam, you have not played Force Arena for a while. Um, you actually like three months. Yeah, it's not three months, but yeah, it's been it's been a little bit. A month. Um, a month. But uh, it's fun. It's still fun. Uh, I'm finding myself losing more than winning, so I don't know what that means, but but it's okay. I have fun playing. Liam, you started playing a new Star Wars game, and uh, you want to tell us about that? It's on the Wii. It's a new Star Wars game to you, but an old one to many other people. 
The Force Unleashed. The Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. <laughs> awesome. So. Wait, I don't get what The Force Unleashed is. It's uh, Starkiller. It's Starkiller is the main character. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader's secret apprentice. Yep. And it's all legends. Mm-hmm. Wait, I've never seen you play this. Oh, well, he started playing it when you were at camp. And you haven't... Oh. Played it. You played it yesterday morning, the morning before. You must have still been in bed. I think. Probably. I think you were in bed. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 fun. It's a little little dark, which is why you haven't played it till now. Um, but uh, but it's it's good. Uh, it's like Battlefront. It's kind of like Battlefront, but you are like you're you're. It's a story. It's going to be like Battlefront 2. It's yes. going to be ready for Battlefront 2. <laughs> kind story of right. With the Empire. You are the bad Empire. guy. Yeah. 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 Uh, and it's I have a feeling just someone hunting Jedi that they that every level yeah. is them hunting a Jedi. Yeah, pretty much. Um, pretty much. And I, you know, honestly, you've gotten about as far as I've gotten in the Force Unleashed. I never did finish playing it. Uh, I have a feeling. I think you know, Star Killer comes uh, becomes a little more sympathetic. You start to, uh, you know, he's not just a bad guy, right? He starts to kind of feel the pull to the light a little bit, like Kylo. Maybe I don't know. Um, but anyway, last night. Uh, I just watched a little bit of Sam Witwer and David W. Collins, and that's Starkiller and Proxy, right? Who's Proxy? Proxy the droid. David W. Collins did the voice for Proxy. Oh. And he also uh, designed a lot of the sound and music, I believe, for this game and a lot of other Star Wars games. Um, Anyway, so on Twitch, Twitch is like this website where you can watch live video. So there was a Twitch of the two of them playing The Force Unleashed, and also talking online with Hayden Blackman, who is the writer and project lead for The Force Unleashed. So, like, they were all talking about the game, why they made it the way they made it, uh, all this backstory. Would it, be uh, it might be. It might be. Yeah. But it's like... There's some things I really haven't learned. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that Darth... Maybe I shouldn't be saying It's okay. Yeah. It's The game's yeah, been out a long time. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> Spoilers for The Force Unleashed, people. The, um, so... <laughs> I, I didn't know that, uh, like, the whole time. I never knew. I'm like, wait, what the heck? Why did Darth Vader just kill Starkiller? No! Oh. Who am I going to play as now? I'm oh. like, oh, okay. Oh, because there's a scene where I it seems like... I saw like, and I was like, mm, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's fine. Yeah, it's a good scene. Tricks. That's a good scene. I, actually, if you wanted to know the story of The Force Unleashed, you can go on YouTube and just search The Force Unleashed All Cutscenes. And it'll it'll give you all of those scenes, you know, not from the game, but the you know all the scenes that kind of tell you, uh, you know, the story, and you can just kind of watch the story without playing the game. But it's more fun to play the game and earn. You got to earn that story, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I've been reading some more Rebel Rising. I still have not finished it yet. Have I said yet that I don't really read books like physical books? quickly like i've been reading them really slowly i used to read them fast um but if i had rebel rising like on my phone if i bought it for like the nook and then downloaded it on the nook app on my phone i'd be done i would have been done in like a week you know because i mean i always have my phone on me so like say i'm somewhere and i'm waiting i would have i would just read a chapter you know like i always have my phone um even in in bed i'll read you know i've never light. thought of that yeah i read a lot faster and a lot more when I have the books on my phone. So, cause books don't fit in my pocket, you know? So I think I might be done buying, um, 
at least for Star Wars novels, buying books. What about me? Library. <laughs> or you can learn to read on the Nook. No, I'm not no. going to <laughs> Come on. Nope. 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 Uh, anyway. I'd rather read on a phone than a Nook. <laughs> anyway. I just don't like reading That's the, the only way to but, read a phone, Anna. But Rebel Rising is a... Uh, wow, that's a dark book so far. Holy. It's just sad. So which it should be. Do you think I should still uh, read it? Yeah, I think it'd be... Yeah. yeah okay, because yeah. I have read The Hungry Games. What about me? <laughs> well, yeah. I would love for you to read it. Anyway. It's like a good book. Chapter books. I don't like it, chapter books. Yeah, Even it's not it in comic form. Well, you know, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but here's a good segue into this one th- one piece of news. Uh, the Thrawn book is being made into a comic book. So, like, it the is. novel, the Thrawn novel is being adapted into a comic book, which is super cool. They used to do that with, with older... It. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, we'll read it eventually. Um... They used to do it with they actually did it with the original Thrawn stories, um, the Legends ones. So it's really cool that they're they're doing that with this one. Is it something confusing? that's not Star Warsy, mm-hmm. but is a cool thing? Mm-hmm. Tell them about the Princeless. Oh yeah, we're big fans of Princeless, which is a comic series by Jeremy Whitley, and uh, it's it's a really great story about this princess. black black princess who saves herself and and her sisters and she's and, a knight and she's a knight yeah she and it's knight just armor. it's so I really think she's like a male when they just see her at first glance because in armor right uh, like knight armor <laughs> right but then it's like oh <laughs> you're a girl uh-huh. and it's like she's yeah and I kick butt <laughs> <laughs> like the first, when when she like fights a knight mm-hmm. she just she 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 does a lot. Of what? What should you call it? Like talking mm, to taunting, kind of. Yeah. She taunts them. Yeah. And like, and she's just walking. Smack around. talk. Yeah, and then they're <laughs> just they're just kind of talking to herself, and she's like, like in one one, uh-huh. it's like, I I uh, like I had to teach this girl a lesson or something, and then she's like, you want to teach me something? Pokes her, her fingers in his eyes, shoves him to the ground. Teach me what dirt tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, know, I love it's, that part. I love that part. You want to teach me something? Teach me what dirt tastes like. <laughs> yeah, she she kicks butt. And uh, so anyway, Sony has optioned Princeless for uh, for a movie, basically, which means that Sony may or may not make a movie out of the Princeless comics. Like, there's someone's going to be working on a script, and uh, but it's more more than probably, likely. Yes, I think it'll happen. So um, like it's over a great fifty percent. It's a great idea for a movie. For yes, a movie for a movie series. Let's just make the first one and, and leave it open for a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Raven the Pirate Princess, which is the actual sequel. <gasps> oh my sequel. gosh, there should so be a Raven the Pirate Princess movie. <laughs> yes. Which is like a spin-off series from from Princeless. So yes, uh, we would love to see that in movie form also. Anyway, super happy about that awesome. comic news. And uh, let's let's uh, let's head on over to some Star Wars news now. So, so some stuff has come to light since we recorded our reaction core episode about the Last Jedi behind the scenes video, which I wish they would just call it a sizzle sizzle reel, or if they like the Last Jedi blank. You know, we can't call it a teaser behind the scenes video. I don't know. It's clunky. It's clunky. BTS video. There we go. So, um, here's some, 
sure. Uh, a TLJ BTS. Sounds like a sandwich. <laughs> yes, it does. That's what I was going to say. That's exactly how it's going to be. Because mm. the BLT. Oh, I love some TLJ BTSs. <laughs> They're so tasty. Mm. TLJ BTS. Put a little bit of pepper on there. Ooh, and some mustard. Yeah. So, okay, so the general, I'm just, we're just going to go through a few things that we didn't talk about. Uh, either we missed them or or I, upon second or fifth watch, uh, I was like, oh, look at that. Uh, so there's that one scene of, of Leia, and in the background looks like, I don't know, like, could be a planet of some sort. No. And a lot of people are basically assuming this is Ray down here. So oh. we see Leia and Ray more than likely in the same frame. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, that people are thinking maybe salt, the salt flats of Crate. Or I think this could be the ocean in the background. Something about this this shot. I'm going to post this screen grab that I got on the website. Um, it, it vignettes. So a vignette means that like it's darker on the on the sides than it is in the middle. Almost like you could imagine like there's a, a, a circle of light in the oh, middle. Yeah, yeah, and there's yeah. darkness kind of around the edges. Yeah, and it reminds me of really old, old movies. Like that's something that would happen naturally because of the lenses see, that like, they shot the movies on. Yeah, and you can see like it's darker here in the sky than it is here, right? And a lot of times you can put like effects like that on on photos after the fact. But it seems like whatever they're doing here in this shot, that's happening naturally. Which, I don't know, something about it really looks cool. My assumption is that the actual movie is not going to look like that because this, whatever this was taken on, this video, isn't the actual camera that they're using to make right. the, the movie, I don't think. Because right, um, then it would be like Yeah, that. it would be that camera. You can see the camera that they're using to make the movie in the, in the video, exactly. So, But I still like the image. And I wish like we could get an image of Leia like this with the exact same look to it without the camera person in there. Yeah. That would be awesome. That would be... Uh, one thing I didn't really notice is Kylo has a full cape. He did not in the last in in the Force Awakens. What do you mean full cape? Uh, he has like a shoulder to floor length cape. In in the Force Awakens, oh, yeah. he kind of had that shorter cape, you know, and then his his pants kind of flared out with like a pants cape. Daddy. So that's interesting. You know yeah. what's funny? What's when funny? I first saw that image of Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Kylo Ren. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. I did not see him. It was really weird. Yeah, he does kind of blend in. Yeah, like With, like all the black, black and gray. Yeah, and also he has his mask, right? right. And we talked about this. Right. Is he going to have his mask? Yeah, um, he will. So uh, this we see this character in this gunner seat, and this is Paige Tico. That's what uh, I thought. Rose's sister. That is what I thought. Yep. Oh no! I wasn't sure. Oh no! Oh no! What, Liam? I need to see the helmet the of helmet? the person falling down into those bombs. Oh, do you think that could be Paige? Go, go down. Is, um, it, is it in this? You know, I don't have that. Oh my gosh, I need to you see You think it. that could be Paige? I need to falling see Falling down through the... Show me. Okay, let's go there. Okay, I'm going to queue up the video here. We're going to kind of drag through it. Find that image. There oh, it is. Ta- no. No. That looks like uh, someone in the same kind of flight suit that, that we see Finn wearing. And they're flying through. I don't know. Are those bombs? It does look like they could be, right? Like they're bombs that are in storage, kind of, right? Like, uh, or, or, oh, you know, so, so the, we see those ships in the Last Jedi teaser. Yeah. Those, uh, those ships that look kind of like a B-wing, but then they have like the big thing coming down. Yeah. Right? 
And I thought those were like huge ships, but I think those are actually like starfighters. Those are bombers. I thought they were like capital ships, like a like the Mon Calamari cruiser or something. Wait, what, what, what are you talking um, about? I'm confused. So I will scroll down to the cover of Cobalt Squadron, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. These ships, which oh, are on the those, cover, yeah. so they look like they're huge ships, but they're like I think they're as big as you know, like a Y wing or a B wing. But for some reason, the design of them made it reminded me. Maybe it's because they reminded me of uh, of Admiral Radice's ship, the way that he has that thing yeah. coming down off the bottom of his ship, uh, oh, the big yeah. Mon Calamari cruiser. I right? That, that could be why. I just assumed they were bigger ships, but um, but they are. They're starfighters, basically, and they must be bombers because we know that Cobalt Squadron and and Rose is part of Cobalt Squadron. Uh, they they're a bomber squadron, so right. maybe. What we see in that image of that person, you know, falling down between what looks like a bunch of bombs, maybe that's inside one of those ships. That's like the oh. bomb, like the holding area for all those bombs. Good idea. That's but a why really are they idea. falling through it? You know what that scene makes me think, though? What that scene makes me think of? It makes me think of Jin Urso, uh, you know, in the in the uh, in the teaser where she turns around and the lights are coming on and she's got the imperial gear on, right? It reminds me of that because in in the way that we never saw that in the movie, and it makes me think of that Tie Fighter scene where the Tie Fighter comes up and she's on the catwalk, and that was never in the movie, right? It makes me think like that's such a cool visual. I wonder if they just did it for fun, kind of like they did with with those shots. Yeah. Remember, uh, uh, Gareth Edwards talked about how they had this thing where after they were done shooting, they would say, "Okay, let's set up some cool shots just for fun." Anybody have some ideas of cool shots we can do? And then they use those shots in the in the teaser, in the trailer. Even though they weren't going to be in the movie, right? So that that makes me think, like, oh no, what if that's one of those shots? I don't know. Um, there is a, uh, a scene of Chewie sitting in the Falcon. And he has a feather stuck to his lips. He uh, does. He does. And... <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, that that better not be a porg feather. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Let me see it. He's got... So I have a still image of it, but I'm going to find it on the video. Because, because oh, there it the is. Because the video's bigger. No! No! Yeah, there it is. No! No! Chewie, why you got a feather stuck to your lip? Maybe that's no. what happens. Can I, what? Maybe he's going to no. eat all the porgs and Chewie and the porgs. <laughs> Yes, the end of the children's it's book. It's a death story. A Chewie and end the Porgs. End of this little children's book. So Chewie sad. and the Porgs. Oopsies. Like, ends. It just ends with this no. big burp. It ends with a big burp? It just ends with Chewie burping. That was a yummy pork. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, we can't. Okay, no more joking about Chewie eating porks. But seriously, I, wa I was watching this actually last night. Again, and I'm like, wait a second, what is that on his mouth? I mean, that is a feather. What else could that be? Ah, uh, hopefully it was just like stuck there accidentally, and they're like, uh, you got a feather on your mouth. But I don't know. So there's a little bit of information about porgs that we're gonna get to in the canon news that makes me think it's possible that Chewie ended up eating one. But we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't want to go down too far down that. I don't want to go too too far down that porg hole. 
Do porgs live in holes like rabbits? I don't know. Uh, there's some speculation that the person driving this really cool vehicle is Hux. Um, oh, yeah, I can, I can see that. You can kind of see, and then yeah. there's a person sitting next to him with like this, this crazy headgear on. Yeah, yeah, it just could be. A, I don't know if Hux would wear that kind of hat, though. Seems like he's beyond hats. He's, it looks he's like too he important has for a hat. Patch eye. Oh. Or what's that black thing coming down? His I face. think that's just his hat. Yeah, I don't know. Where were we? We just had a little scare with our computer locking uh-huh. up, but uh, luckily we didn't lose anything. So we anyway, um, no. I just want to talk about this alien. Oh my, what? Um, that we see at Canto Bites. Looks like a cross between a protoceratops and Google protoceratops, if you don't know what that looks like, like a triceratops without horns, and, uh, and a grasshopper. And just looks really weird. It's a weird antenna. It's like, kind of like pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like a but glamorous. It's like, it's like pretty. Like a glamorous weird. dinosaur. Like like a I don't get it. Glamorous dinosaur insect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and look at look at that shoulder. Oh, it looks like bony. Right, like like. That, that, that like an action figure like shoulder. An action figure. <laughs> right, exactly I know. Really Although weird. if you look how insect joints come together, it sometimes it looks like that, right, where they're segmented. Now look at that you know? part. That's weird. Yeah, strange. Yeah, very strange. strange. So like I like I said at the top of the episode, Nick had uh, some stuff to say about this behind the scenes video, and he emailed me, and I thought, well, those are pretty good questions and comments, and we'll just say them on the show. Uh, because you know Nick is is our honorary uh, the fourth <laughs> the fourth host of this show basically uh, at this point which uh, is pretty awesome. So he says when they show the shot of the three Kylo helmets, two of them are silver and one is gold. That was the original concept for the helmet. Gold. Gold, yeah, instead of silver. And uh, he said that's from the art of the Force Awakens. He knows that by looking at the art of The Force Awakens. So that's pretty cool. He said, seeing those masks makes me think he'll stick to the non-metaphorical face coverage. So, yes. That's what we talked about, how he's he's got the mask, right? It, the scar is not his mask, right? Right. He will have a mask still. Um, he says, I think the penguin thing, which we know now is called a porg, but uh, that was before the porg was named, that he wrote this email. Uh, the penguin thing sneaks with Ray." And Luke, chopper style from Octo. (laughs) (gasps) How awesome would that be? That would be awesome. (laughs) Of course, we know there's many porgs and not just one. But those porgs are so cute, though. They are. They are cute. I know. I know. I hope they don't all die. (laughs) Okay. All right. Let's stop talking about porg death. No. No. So I actually liked Chewie. Why do you have to make me so I hate him? <laughs> so I actually sorry. like Chewie. So sorry. So, uh, Nick also says Maz as a bartender in Canto Bite. It's genius. Seriously, like, would, you know, some people might recognize her. Like, is that Maz Kanata? But I don't know. She's not, like, famous in the galaxy or anything. And she'd fit in with all those other aliens in there. Wouldn't that be awesome if Finn? He is genius. Finn and Rose are sneaking around the Canto Bite Casino, and and Maz is helping them. And Finn's like, "Wait, Maz? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that'd be awesome." They knew Maz is there, and Maz yeah. is like helping them, like steal something from someone. And she'd that say, they "She'd say, Finn, where's my boyfriend?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's uh, off eating porks. <laughs> 
Stop. So, so you said what? it'd be like awesome if she was helping. Yes. She was helping. If Finn they like and Rose. needed, oh, if they, yeah. like, someone like stole something right. from them and they needed it back, mm. she could like help them. She's got like the key cards to get in the back rooms right. of the casino and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, cool. so we see also in this video three, you know, people fighting against Daisy Ridley in the training. Right. Like it looks yeah. like it looks like they're holding three lightsabers fighting against Ray, and he says. uh... Could the three lightsabers fighting against Rey be that weird cult that collects red lightsabers from Aftermath? So, in the Aftermath novels, we have the Acolytes of the Beyond, and they're collecting red lightsabers in the hopes that they will find the one that Darth Vader had, right? And they want Darth Vader's lightsaber because it has powers, I think magical powers, which is, again, relates back to my thing where... I don't think it would be that. They would say something. Hmm. I mean, it's... Ah, uh, they were talking about how unusual it was. Unusual what was? Like, how unusual what everything in this oh, movie is going to be. yes, yes. So it could be. Could be. I doubt it, but still, like, it's, it's just like a really hard theory. It's one of those theories where you're like, I really doubt it, but anything could be possible, so it could be possible. Mm-hmm. And if it is, wouldn't they have said something about it? But no, if it was a big thing, they wouldn't have said something about it. It's Maybe. one of those theories that really gets you thinking. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, the Knights of Ren, we don't know exactly where they came from. Maybe they were the Acolytes of the Beyond, and they became the Knights of Ren, right? So oh. it could be the Knights of Ren, too. Who knows? But then we also see multiple people fighting against Kylo. And this is kind of... I, I'm saying this, but in addition to what Nick had said, we see more than one person fighting against Kylo, too. And uh, Nancy and Brian over at Tashi Station Radio podcast that I listened to, they had wondered if they could be fighting the same people. A common enemy, maybe. What if Finn oh. and Kylo, the same people are after you both of them? You mean Kylo? Ray and well, Kylo, let's yes. Let's look at both of the scenes, see if they're the same people. Well, but they're just practicing. That's the thing. They're they're not, like, in costume. This is just, like, I know, practice. but, like... Their hair and stuff, like the person who, cause then it'll be an actor for another oh. person. So we'll know if they're the same per- looking actual person, then we'll know. I see what you're saying. But what, I, but what I'm saying is that um, they have, so movies have like certain people who train the actors how to fight with lightsabers, right? So it would, even if it was different people in the movie fighting against them, it'd probably be the same person doing it like for practice. Oh. Right, but so I, I don't, I don't know, and I don't have, I don't. We're not going to look right now. We could look later, but that's a, that's a good idea though to see. Uh, Nick says I'm calling the Kyber Wolf. That's that he says that wolf is going to be a Kyber Wolf. Remember, uh, <laughs> I said the yeah. name was Wolfie, and Wolfie? you said if I was right, you would give me five dollars. What? Yes, you did. I think you dreamed that. No, I, I'm. Uh, if only we had a way to. That. If only we had a way to go back and listen. We do. <laughs> Daddy. I know. Okay, okay. You well, said All right, I well, I Wolfie. All right. Or maybe we're talking about the... Are you talking about the wolf for Rebels, maybe? Yeah. Oh, Wolfie? Oh, uh, Nick, Nick's talking about the oh, wolf yeah. in the, oh, behind yeah. the scenes. Oh, yeah. okay. okay, I see. Um, he wonders, is Paige going to be a double agent? Hmm, I don't know. Uh, so, like, she's actually working for the First Order? I don't know. That would be some, some family drama there. Uh, between Rose and Paige. Okay, I just have a random question. Mm-hmm. Do you think, like, Finn and Rose will just be friends? I don't know. 
I've heard that there isn't going to be too much romance in this movie, okay. right? That's is what I think Ryan Johnson has said. Ray and Finn. Ray and Finn? Yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, I mean, Rose a lot of people Rose are. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean name two Ryan? people and people are shipping them. That's, that's just the way it is. Even like Paul and Finn. I mean. Oh, yeah, of course. Actually, that's that's the one that makes the most sense, I think, if you watch The Force Awakens. What? They really yeah. have a connection. You know? But they like well, just met, which is uh, really yeah, weird. I know. It's like love at first sight. Let's see. <laughs> Honda, Wanaka, and Ray. Oh, I don't know. No. You said name two people. If there's any Rado, Rado fanfics out no. there. Let's <laughs> see. No. <laughs> so he says, yeah, so he says, will Paige be a double I agent? I should write That's a Rado fanfiction. Thanks, no. Daddy, for the idea. With... Nick also asks, will Haldo be Sabine? That's a fact, he says. <laughs> and he but talks about how... How is a question a fact? <laughs> Funny. Yeah, I don't know. So he says the thing is they changed Saw's skin color a bit from the Clone Wars to Rogue One. And he's noticeably, noticeably darker in Rogue One. Who uh, is? Uh, Saw Gerrera. So he says that yeah. uh, changing Sabine from from sort of an Asian look, right, to a full-on white, like Laura Dern is, would, might be a step too far, he said. And I agree with that. Me too. But he says, but the cryptosurgeons, don't forget the Fergosian cryptosurgeons. Why are the Fergosian cryptosurgeons? <laughs> those, those little, those big fuzzy yellow people. Ooh, you mean that guy with the chainsaw in his hand? Yeah, the chainsaw hand guy, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, they, they can change. The yellow furry guys? Yeah, the, oh, cute, they're so the cute. cute guys, they're not the cute nice, guys though. guys who come out of nowhere and start slicing people up with their chainsaws. Wait, <laughs> no, what? no, they don't. No, they, they, they do surgery on people, and they ch- they can change what you look like. You're joking, right? I'm not joking. Okay. Uh, that's what that's a short story in, in that uh, Aliens book. Maybe yeah. that's what they did to... Sabine. Right, that's what Nick's saying. Oh, okay. okay. It's a pretty big stretch, Nick, but uh, Could you know, be possible. You never know. You never know. Uh, yeah, so... She has the dyed hair. She has the dyed hair. She looks pretty artsy. <laughs> hey, sure. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, oh, and what if they're married and they have Ray? <laughs> Who are married? Um... Uh, Ezra Sabine? and Sabine. Yeah, Haldo. Um. And um, Haldo and DJ. What if they were married? And they had Ray. And DJ. Did we tell oh you my that gosh. The director already confirmed that DJ's not Ezra. Oh, that's right. That's right. Ryan Johnson did say no. he was asked, and he did say no. he is not no. Ezra. Which. I appreciate. Now that that DJ Ezra crushed all my dreams. Mm. Well. Now I don't think Haldo's going to be Sabine. Thanks a lot, Ryan Johnson, for crushing my daughter's dreams. Yeah. Yeah, so, but no, that's okay. I think Ryan Johnson will, will, uh, even though he has crushed this dream of yours, I think he will give you other dreams. When we see the movie, you will have new dreams. When you see the movie, but you will be super happy at what it is. So you'll have to thank him too. Yeah. Instead of just be mad. What if? What if DJ likes Moz? Oh, what (laughs) are you? I don't even understand what you're saying. If DJ likes Moz, then 
DJ and Chewy, then Chewy's oh. gonna tear DJ's arms off. Cause that's what he does. Oh no! I think you guys have uncovered the true plot yep. of The Last Jedi. <laughs> we the did love it. triangle between DJ, Maz, and Chewy. Love triangle. It's a love triangle, yeah. But DJ doesn't love Chewy. No, I know. Or Chewy doesn't love. No, I know. It's still called a love triangle. Mm. Yeah, when there's three people involved in something. Anyway. Anyway. Thank you for those comments and questions, Nick. Appreciate them. Uh, so the Star Wars show revealed Kylo Ren's new Starfighter, which is pretty cool. And uh, they said that uh, thanks to skills passed down from his father, Kylo Ren is an expert pilot. And he puts those skills to use exploiting his ship's speed and ferocity. And this is the TIE Silencer. What do you guys think about the design of this ship? You like it? Cool, but it doesn't I look like much different better. than anything else I've seen. You think I like it looks. The name. You like the name, Liam? Better. You think better that design. the name's better than the design? Wow. Um, <laughs> no, you don't think it looks too different, Anna? No, from yeah. like whatever. It's well, like called. like Vader, the Tide yeah. Interceptor. Yeah. It doesn't look much different. Yeah, it's similar. It's but just, uh, there's a red thing, and then if you didn't do that, I, and I saw it in a picture, I, I could kind of just. Think. Oh, really? I think. The, the body of it isn't round, right? It's more of a, like a regular kind of ship sort of body. I guess. So, but yeah, I see what you're saying. That's okay. Um, you know, I'm glad that there's a new ship. Like those faders. That, you know, there's one kind of uh, criticism of The Force Awakens is that we didn't really see that many new ships. I mean, like, yeah, the TIE Fighters were a little bit different and the X-Wings were a little bit different. I but, don't um, mind. It was a good movie overall. Oh, of course. But I think, you know... They're they're trying to branch out a little more with the Last Jedi, so I appreciate new ships. Um, although I don't want to see all these new different kinds of ships in the First Order because you know the First Order is like the Empire, right? And they just need to make a bunch of the same stuff. You know, I don't want to see too much individuality in the First Order. I want to see yeah, the Empire rigid conformity, right? Things yeah. over and over yeah. and over again, yeah. more of one thing. So I like that the resistance. We got those new bombers. I think you know. Well, I wonder called, when so. the first order is destroyed. Will it be the second order? Oh wow! <laughs> I don't know. And, and notice, I said when. When the first order is destroyed? Yeah. Hmm. It's pretty optimistic of you. Everything gets destroyed. Yeah, it's true. So uh, Ryan Johnson revealed a single word from the opening crawl of the Last Jedi, and when asked about it, he said. It would be funny if it was poop, which is a first for Star for the Star Wars universe. That's the whole crawl, just the word poop. Yeah. <laughs> I like this Ryan Johnson guy. He's that's, a keeper. Yeah, that's probably not let's, even in there. Let's keep him. That, that's uh, not in there. No, no. And, uh, but the fact that he said that, I'm just like... What is it actually? Decimated. What does what that, that mean? mean? Well, decimated means like destroyed, kind of. Right. Like, 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 fall into ashes? Uh, kind of. Sure. Are they saying the porgs are decimated? The porgs? <laughs> yes! Has Chewie ate them all? Oh, uh, you've uncovered the true plot <laughs> of The Last Jedi. You said that twice. Chewie and I the porgs. Chewie and the porgs, which is a children's book that's coming out. Chewie and the porgs is actually the novelization actually of the Last <laughs> Jedi. It's that's the that's the main story. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, decimated means something specific 
in like it's old, like when people used to say it, it meant uh, killing one out of every ten people, decimate them. Um, I guess I think, um, and then it would like make so it would so make the won't army decimate them because he's mm, gonna eat all of them. It would make it would make your the army that you're fighting right. It would it would make them really sad, right? <laughs> and then they would they would run away. The but anyway, um, Chewie betray. But um, so you know how Luke and who um and Luke and uh, they they did they, they a pork sneaks in accidentally, <laughs> and then and then Chewie betrays them and 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 um and he. And then he gets kicked out of the ship, and then he's just following them. He joins the first order just so he can eat his dinner. Wow. I yeah. This is what happens to Chewie without the positive influence of Han Solo, I guess. <laughs> yep, Han Solo is the decimated one. No, no. Decimated, more than likely, they're either talking about the first order was decimated, but more than likely it was the Resistance or the New Republic. Because Hosnian Prime was destroyed, the whole Hosnian system basically, right? Uh, yeah. So yep. destroyed, yeah. So decimated, yes. Uh, in in this instance, more than likely means you know almost fully destroyed, right? Uh, so uh, we looked at those teaser posters when they first came out. One thing that I missed because I don't think about this ever. I never think about lightsaber styles or what one lightsaber looks like compared to the other one. Unless we're talking like Gun uh, Gunji, is that right? Uh, Gen no. Genji. Not Genji. Or like. <laughs> Not Genji. That's like an Overwatch. Genji. You know, Gun Gun Gungi Gungi, the 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 little Wookie from the Younglings arc on the Clone Wars, right? He had that oh, wooden lightsaber. Yeah. His wooden hilt was so awesome. Anyway, in these teaser posters, uh, Luke and Ray are both holding the same lightsaber. The Ray lightsaber, as Lucasfilm is referring to it these days. Uh, yes. But the one that Luke had and Anakin had before him. And it is now Ray's, so it is the Ray lightsaber. But Luke is holding that lightsaber in the teaser poster. So, interesting. Um, who knows? So, uh, we had D23, which we got a bunch of news about the Disney parks. Um, Galaxy's Edge, right, is the new... Star Wars Land, the name for Star Wars Land is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And we're hoping, hoping to go to that. We'll see. I don't know. Um, but uh, Comic-Con was actually this weekend also. So we had D23 and then we had Comic-Con. And, uh, you know, it was funny because Lucasfilm said they weren't going to be at Comic-Con at all. But then there's just a ton of Lucas, like ton of Star Wars news out of Comic-Con. But it all revolved around books, right? Bunch of book news. Um... So here's some book descriptions uh, from Entertainment Weekly. Uh, the Adventures of Luke Skywalker. This is one that we had talked about before, right? We didn't know what it was going to be about. It's a story about kids in a cargo ship on their way to Canto Bight. Who, what? That's it. Yeah. What is it called? It's just about kids on a cargo ship. What is it called? The Adventures of Luke Skywalker. Just about kids on a cargo How ship. How is that about the Adventures <laughs> of Luke Skywalker? <laughs> well, the kids on this ship tell stories about luke skywalker is it a comic book nope it's a novel uh so michael siglane who is uh the creative director of lucasfilm publishing he gave all this information to entertainment weekly and he said uh what these stories uh no he says what are those what are those stories that ray has been hearing that the rest of the galaxy has been hearing and what has luke been doing since then right so 
So when she she hears like legends of Luke Skywalker, right? Like yeah. Rey knows about Luke. What kind of stories has she heard from the people who have visited Jakku? So this is giving us like these stories. They may or may not be true. They're probably based in some fact, but we don't know, right? It's like he slayed all of the Adats. Yes. Yeah. At, that's at what it, um whatever. Oh, that's what the, it said. It's so funny. I didn't put that in the show notes, but that's one of the things that they said in this in this story. Was like, did Luke uh, destroy fifteen Adats on Hoth? That's oh, so really? funny that you said that. Yeah. <laughs> that's so hilarious. I was gonna say like he did it all with his bare hands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so that kind of stuff. So it's almost like legend stories, right? Like they're stories, but they're legends. In <laughs> you canon. Know? They're legends no, within they're, canon. Yeah. The legends uh-huh. within canon. Yeah. So it's Star Wars legends in canon. There's yeah. canon in Star Wars and legends in Star Wars. True. Like, yeah. Exactly, Liam. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's six stories in all. And this reminds me a lot of... Uh, so there's a old, big, long poem story thing called Canterbury Tales. And uh, there's like 22 stories in there. And it's about a group of people on a road. They're pilgrimaging to a place. And they have this contest. Each of them is going to tell their story. And whoever tells the best story gets a free meal when they get back to where they came from. Right? Wait, what? Yeah, this Canterbury Tales. Old Chaucer uh, story. That's your funny. Your grandpa taught it in English class. So I, I read it. Um and it's kind of cool because it's basically just a series of stories. But then there's the whole overarching story of everybody walking down this road on this pilgrimage, right? So there's that story, but then there's the stories that they tell. Uh, so you could say that this is a, this could be called Canto by Details. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Canterbury Tales. Canto by Details. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was thinking that yeah, in my that's jokes. A good joke. I was thinking that in my head right when you said Canterbury Tales. Or Canterbury? Whatever. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> wow. Bite. I was thinking Cantina Tales or mm. Canto by Tales. Sure. Cool. So we got some more information about Leia, Princess of Alderaan also, which is by Claudia Gray, and who wrote two of my favorite Star Wars books, Lost Stars and Bloodline. Just and, like, uh, I haven't read much Star Wars books. You read Lost Stars? Yeah. And you liked it? Yes. A lot. It was awesome. Yes. Uh, so, so this book is set on the eve of Leia's 16th birthday. <gasps> and Michael Siglane says... She's realizing that there is more to the galaxy and to her life than what's going on. And she's at a point where her parents are just being secretive. Referring to her adopted parents, Breha and Bail Organa, right? I thought it was Breha. 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 Yeah. He says she decides to become involved in the fight against the Empire, regardless of what her parents think. As a parent, what situation does that put you in? Do you want your daughter to fight for what is right? Or are you trying to just protect her so she doesn't get hurt? And as a 16-year-old, do you really know as much as you think? Yeah. The answer to the, both of those questions is uh, yes, the yes. stuff that makes up parenting. <laughs> right? I mean, like, you want to trust your kids, but then your kids are kids. And do they really know what's best for them? And, and as a parent, are you supposed to just protect them? Or do you let them go off and do things... Like, go to camp for a week, and you have no idea what they're doing every day, and for all you know, they broke their arm, and you wouldn't know until you come and pick them up, and what if they you had a horrible know. time, and yeah, they'd probably call us, but still. Um, yeah, pretty cool. I really am looking forward to everything in that book. Oh, it's going to be so good. 
I think that's the one I'm most excited about Me too. Uh, of all these books. But uh, there's also the book by, uh, called Phasma by Delilah Dawson, who wrote that no- novella, that short novel about Bazine, uh, The Perfect Weapon is the name of that one. Um, um, never read it. Daddy? Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm excited for some of them. Uh, I don't, I don't really, well, I don't know. I just, I don't know what they're really about, so. You told me it's what they're about, but I can't really pick which oh. ones I'm excited for. Okay. Because they're all, all seem good, and yeah. they're just kind of hard to decide with only mm. that much information. Understandable. Uh, and Liam? Like, if I read the first chapter, I'd be like, totally want this book. Sure. Or, and it, or if, you, okay. if you had read Lost Stars, right? If you're, yeah, you that's what I was really excited. Excited. If, if you had read Lost Stars, you would probably have been most excited for the Leia book because... Oh my gosh, yeah. Lost Stars is so good. Yeah, if you read other <laughs> books by the person who right, wrote them, right, then right. you're like, whoa. Yeah, and actually, I, awesome. I feel that's why I didn't, I didn't even say who the Luke Skywalker book was by. Uh, Ken Liu. And I haven't read any of his books, so that's why I didn't say it. It's funny, I didn't even, I just realized I didn't say who it was by. And I'm saying the author for all these other books, but not that one. So Phasma, by Delilah Dawson, uh, Siglane says, She is a ruthless and a cunning character. This takes that to the next level. You will be afraid of this character. You will know why she is a captain in the First Order. I'm uh, scared. Yeah, yeah. So the the... Article says, but Dawson's novel, like the Leia book, will go back much further to the character's origin as a young girl. This novel will, as Siglane says, show how she got off the planet that she was on initially and came to the First Order, and what did she have to do to get there, and what will she do to protect her secrets? It cuts between the present and the past and shows her as this fearsome warrior on this brutal world that she was on. The First Order comes to that planet, and she sees a great opportunity when they arrive. Interesting. So, so we knew about all those books, but here's one that we didn't know about before. Canto Bite. What? Canto Bite is a novel of, it's, it's four short stories. Now, these aren't stories that are okay, told by Daddy, people. <laughs> yeah. This is funny. Yeah. So, I think you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, I, I think but I But we didn't know what the Canterbury Casino even was like three <laughs> weeks ago. And now there's a book coming out that's called Canto Bite. <laughs> Isn't it funny how, f- how quickly these things become part of, uh-huh. become part of our language. And we don't even know what, like we haven't seen the Canto Bite on, in a movie yet, right. you know? Yes. Yeah, so this one's going to be really for, I don't even know what Canto Bite is. A lot of people Ooh, have there? no idea. And I think like I've seen, Canto, like the Canto Bite Casino. Does that mean that it is a casino in the city of Canto Bite or the planet of Canto Bite? I think Canto Bite is a planet. Well, it's but not it's, a city. I know, but I think I've, I've seen it referred to as a planet. I don't know, right? I mean, we don't even know. It's kind of like Hoth and Bespin, right? Like Bespin is the name of the Cloud City. No, the planet is named, Be- not Hoth and Bespin, Cloud City and Bespin, right? Right. Yeah. Bespin is the name of the planet. Cloud City is the name of the city. But, but a lot of times people call the city Bespin. It's a gas planet, basically. Yeah. Basically. A lot of people call the city Bespin. Right. True. And and then when they refer to the planet, they just say Cloud City because that's the only place we actually see visited on Cloud City. Right. right? Um, so anyway, Canto Bite. Four short stories about characters in the casino by uh, four different authors. The only which, uh, the only one I've read is John Jackson Miller, who has written Star Wars novels. He wrote A New Dawn, 
that Rebels prequel novel. Um, but there's also Mira Grant, Ray Carson, and Saladin Ahmed are the other authors. And Siglane says, you're going to follow four different aliens who will lead you through some of the gambling parlors and the racetracks and, you know, just this beautiful lush city that's as far from episode... Oh, as far from the episode four cantina as you can get. This is Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous for Star Wars. But looks can certainly be deceiving, and everything isn't always as beautiful as it seems. <gasps> there was an old TV show called Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. I think Cantor is, is a city. Like yeah? Didn't it just say it right up there? Go yeah, in this lush this city. You're right. Lush okay. city. It could it's be. a city. Okay, all right. It just said it. What planet is it on? We don't know, I guess. Or it could be Canto Bite on Canto Bite, right? It could be. Yes. Yeah, like New like York, Jedi New York. Like Jetta on Jetta. Yeah, Jetta City on Jetta, right? Exactly. So. Um, yeah, so that one sounds pretty interesting. Uh, you know, those stories don't usually have anything to do with the movies. Like that Aliens book that came out, you know, all the aliens from Moskinata's castle, like, didn't really have much to do with the movie. They're good stories. I really liked them. Um... And who knows where they'll, you know, if they'll pop up, you know, those stories might have something to do with something in a future TV show or something. You know, it's all connected, right? But um, but you don't have to read it to enjoy the movie, that's for sure. So, uh, there are other books coming out. Like I said, the Thrawn book is getting that comic adaptation. And speaking of Moss? There is a uh, kid's book called Tales of Hope and Courage, as told by Maz Kanata. It's a Forces of Destiny uh, book. Yeah, that's going to be pretty awesome. <laughs> Releasing on December 15th, which is the day that the movie comes out, The Last Jedi. Oh, it is? Uh, yep. Chewie and the Porgs. Right? And it's a kid's book with an adorable cover that, if you haven't seen, just Google Chewie and the Porgs. Uh, it is like the cutest cover. And I know exactly what happened no. in the book already. Stop. Listen to the description. From Emmy Award winning writer Kevin Schnick. Schnick? Sorry, Kevin. Comes a lovable tale of Chewbacca the Wookiee and the pesky porgs of Octo Island featuring adorable illustrations by artist Fiona Shea. So Aww. I have a joke. They're pesky. I have a joke right in my head right uh-huh. now, but is it? It's way too gruesome. Okay. Then so don't I'm say not it. going to say Thank it. you. Uh, so yeah, so they're pesky porgs. So that's something, right? I mean, if Chewie gets really annoyed with them, I mean, he, he is a guy who will pull people's arms off if they make him mad. So Chewie is not, you know, he's, he's like a big like a big dog, right? They can be dangerous. I mean, if you're a squirrel. But it says lovable tail and it says I adorable know. little <laughs> You're so... So I don't think anything gross is going to happen. In the immortal adorable words of Kylo Ren, Anna. Of something... You are so right. <laughs> That's um, good. Adorable uh, illustrations of some nasty stuff. <laughs> no, 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 no. Stop it. It's a lovable tale. Not We need to stop joking about There's children who listen to this podcast who are going to have porg plushies. And we will too, probably. And we need <laughs> we to stop. Will. Oh, man. We saw a Bantha plushie at Target today, didn't we? Oh, my gosh. With a, it was with a so Tuscan Raider on top. Horrible. It was on so clearance, funny. too. Like $15, originally 30 Awesome. If you need a plushie, uh, go to Target and buy... Today. 
by the hey, bantha. Hey, Daddy. Half I off bantha. We are not an advertisement. Let's get back to the podcast. Oh, that's good. That's a good point. Target's that's not paying us to advertise for them, so we shouldn't do it. They should pay so, us. <laughs> another book time. coming out on the day the movie comes out is Cobalt Squadron, uh, written by Elizabeth Ween, who wrote Codename Verity. Did you read Codename Verity? Nope. Oh, where have I heard this book before? I saw that she wrote that. I'm like, wait, I know that name, but Same. I don't know. I'm not sure why. Um, so anyway, the Cobalt Squadron is the harrowing story of the courageous bomber pilots and technicians of Cobalt Squadron. <laughs> not, That's a, a very, not a ton of information shallow, there. Shallow, not very into detail description. Yes. Very basic, but you know it's not coming out. Like until I already December. know that because you told me already. Right, right, right. Well, it's because I I knew it because of that description. So, uh, and we see Rose on the cover, but we didn't know Rose was part of Cobalt Squadron. Now we know that. That's cool. Yeah. We what is Cobalt? It's a type of blue, right? A certain kind of blue. I don't know. Yep. Cobalt is a kind of they like have a. Blue helmets. It's like a like a blue gray. They have blue helmets. Of. We're also getting Star Wars: The Last Jedi Bomber Command by Jason Fry. And uh, this is going to be kind of one of those in-universe ones, like the uh, the Rebel dossier. Remember the the one that we got from the library that had a bunch of cool like uh, communications between like Mon Mothma and Bail Organa and stuff like that. Oh yeah! So, so it says this is complete with stories, secrets, and insights. This guide will immerse readers in the world of Cobalt Squadron from the Last Jedi. So pretty cool. Yeah, oh yeah, and there's that cover for Cobalt Squadron. Uh, look at that logo there. Is that the logo for Cobalt Squadron? That's a that's a different kind of... I mean, you see the little Rebel logo in there, but yeah. The Last Jedi novelization is also by Jason Fry, which makes me super happy, because I love Jason Fry's writing. Servants of the Empire, the Zare Leonis, that was by Jason Fry. Uh, Weapon of a Jedi, Liam, remember that one? The one where Luke goes to Deveron. Yeah, did you read that one to me? Yeah, didn't we? No, it was the Hunter. Oh, anyway, it was really good. Um, the Sarko Plank is in that one, and uh, Luke, Weapon of a Jedi. Yeah, so so that's awesome that he's doing the novelization for the Last Jedi. The Junior novelization will be by Michael Kogi again. He did the Junior novelization for The Force Awakens, which was good. Yep, and uh, we're not. I don't even. This book is like for we little have kids. The junior novelization. Do we have it? You own it. That's I right. Own yeah. It. Check out the cover for this book. Now, this is one of those music, those press the button and you hear a sound books for little kids, right? Cool. And and I want to talk about the cover because we see this cool image of like the main characters, right? Uh, the new, all the new characters plus Chewie. There's even there's, there's what this. There's, look at these. Let's Rose. Rose is on there. Yep. But I think Rose these. would be such a big. Yeah. Person. Well, yeah, I think she is. But and look at these images here. We got Rebel symbol, First Order, a Jedi symbol, uh, BB-8, an X-Wing, and, and what horse. is that? And a horse. That is a person riding a horse. That image is of a what? person riding a horse. But not a horse. That horse-like thing we see in the behind the scenes trailer when rose was talking about how see... awesome right there right are we gonna see how awesome the creatures riding? are they horse riding in the last jedi, in the last jedi? i think horse so races, last jedi wait what that oh there might even be races that's right because they talked about gambling oh, and racetracks at canto bite oh 
I'm not a fan of horse racing, so me that makes either. me a little sad. But I know that these horses will be uh, not actual horses. So. Right. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> it's okay. It's Star Wars. It's, and, and it's it's just a movie. Nothing's... <laughs> yeah. It's not like they're using actual horses. Sure, sure. So, wow, that was a lot of books. A lot of really cool... Oh, that one looks so... Cool funny. info. Can you um, buy, buy the little... The little... Kid book. The Chewy and the Porgs? No. The oh, other. the one with the sounds? Oh, well, of course we're buying Chewy and the Porgs. I think I think we need to give Chewy and the Porgs to our, our friend's uh, one and a half year old. Well, she'll be two at the time, but I think uh, <gasps> oh, she is going yes. to need... She is going to need Chewy and the Porgs and a Porg for Christmas. Oh, okay, we... Okay, <laughs> she will love that. I have a feeling she's going to be like, ah? <laughs> and she's gonna be like kissing it pretty soon. She oh. does that. What mm. she really like? She just like oh, yeah. walks up to the board. She's gonna, she's gonna start, hug she's and gonna kiss the board. Start kissing the board. Yeah. It's gonna be so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Love, 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 love giving Star Wars presents to little kids. So, uh, so yeah, we wow, a lot of stuff came out. That new Battlefront Two trailer, right? kind of told us about mm-hmm. like behind the scenes of the characters you know awesome. uh, it gave awesome. us more character information we know that Aiden Versio's dad is that admiral that we see in the other trailer that kind of says you know there's a mission for you and then that sentinel droid of the emperor and talks to Aiden we know about Aiden Versio daughter of an imperial admiral right believer in the empire we were introduced to two other characters in this video which I'm assuming they might be playable characters, but if not, they're at least going to be people who are with you while you're playing this game. We have Hask, and he's like, this is Zealot. He's like, all about the Empire. He will do whatever it takes for the Empire, right? Uh, He was an orphan. I remember that. And and the actor, which is really cool, like they interviewed the actors for all these people, said he was an orphan, so he needed something to latch onto, and he latched onto the Empire. And then we get this cool shot of the actor, Paul Blackthorne. The actor or the person in the actual movie well so oh no the the actor was not an orphan <laughs> but the actor said that about his character right uh, uh, that's paul paul blackthorne is the name of the actor yeah, and he was doing some motion capture acting talking oh, about how so the empire cool. he's like the empire is life the empire is yeah and it was so cool to see how they do that like when we're watching you know this it's all computer it's all you know, computer animated, but it's also motion capture stuff, you know? So like they move like actual people because of that. And yeah. Um, and we've been playing some, uh, uncharted or I have been, and you guys watched a little <laughs> bit of it, uh, uncharted four. Holy, I could not believe how beautiful that was. And what makes so, me so happy is that the person who has worked on uncharted and was going to work on uncharted four is working on the new star Wars game, not battlefront oh, two, but that other yeah. one. Yep. She I is. She? Yes. Oh, sorry. That yep. was... That's all right. It's okay. But yes, she, Amy Hennig, uh, is like, she's the director and, and writer of of the new Star Wars game that we don't know from Votive. I think Votive Studios. Anyway, cool. looking forward to that one too, but Battlefront 2 first. Um, um, wait, when's Battlefront 2 coming out again? November. September? Oh, well, October is, is going to be the, the, the early release beta version which you get to test for a few days Wait, and then beta version of what battlefront 2 and then so we'll get to test that out for a few days and then they'll take it away and then the actual release will be in november yeah so uh so yeah so that's hask and then we know there's another person called dell 
That's the other kind of main character. Like it's, they're like a trio. He's well traveled. He grew up on Coruscant. He jokes around, right? Garrick Versio is is Iden's dad's name. Uh, anyway, the Battlefront Two site has some some more information. I'll have a link to that uh, about Iden Versio, including the name of her mom. Which I'm gonna look that up really quick. Her mom's name is Zihe Versio, and she's an artist. Uh, she's a respected servant, but she, no, no, she is a respected servant of the empire though. And her work includes propaganda posters deployed by the imperial regime. Interesting. Uh, interesting. So an artist and an admiral for parents. So, hmm, yeah, but they're both loyal to the empire. So. One thing that we've been thinking about this, and Liam, you mentioned it, you know, talking about the Force Unleashed and how you're playing as a bad person, you know, or as, like, someone who works for the Empire, basically, kind of, or works for Vader, and how, you know, it's getting you ready for Battlefront 2, and that's kind of something that I've been struggling with, because I really don't like playing as, as you know, like, the bad people, like, even in, like, uh, Uncharted 4 that I'm playing, like, when, I ha- when I'm in a round where I have to, like, shoot somebody, because it, it's a up. shooter, or beat someone up, right? It's like, ah, I don't want to do that. I just want to run around and, you know, like, can't I just sneak around without having to, you know? Get in, like, a battle? Yeah, right. Um, well, be- you do because, that all the time in Battlefront. But, but, yes, but in Battlefront, it's all, that's the only reason Daddy. you play it, right? Daddy, I'm always the Imperial. <laughs> I know. Always. I know. You, you like being the Imperial. That's okay. Imp for life. That's what they say. So, um, <laughs> so anyway... Uh, Christy Golden has thought about this also, and she is the one who wrote Inferno Squad, which comes out tomorrow. Wait, it does? Yes. <clears throat> and uh, there's an interview with her on TheVerge.com and, uh, about, about this, about this idea that she's writing, you know, like you're reading about people in the Empire, and how are, are you supposed to be rooting for them, you know? And this is what we've talked. I mean, we're playing as the Empire in Battlefront 2, you know, and like it's kind of weird, right? Do we want to know who the Empire is? Does it make us a bad people to know who the bad guys are and to no. under- and to understand their point of view? No, it doesn't. Probably not, right? Even though we might disagree with it, we should. I mean, even in our real world, right? Yeah, we should try to understand why. What about the other mistakes so you don't accidentally make this the mistake again? Sure, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, if we don't learn from history, we're doomed to repeat it. History is there, has its eyes on us. Yes. And everyone. The obligatory Hamilton reference. There history we go. History so, has its eyes hmm. on you. And the obligatory again. continuing of the Hamilton references, yes. <laughs> but now we're not going to sing anymore, Hamilton. Sounds and, uh, well, And I'm going to ask, okay. is there a such thing as bad guys? In movies... There no. is, sure. No. But in real life, no. No. I don't know. I mean, people who make it's, bad decisions are sure. people who do that. No. Um, but so does art reflect, is art supposed, so art, I mean art like, you know, Star Wars, any kind of art, right? Uh, is it supposed to reflect life? Is it supposed to be like life? Or should art simplify life, right? Should it make it easier? Should it make it more black and white? Or should art make us think more deeply about how complex our world actually Make is. Make us think more deeply. Right? So, remember, I mean... Ugh, I mean, that's really an the... easy question for me. It is. <laughs> so what, we've been doing this for three years now? Yeah, we started and... with Liam's age. <laughs> and I used to say that I didn't want Star Wars to be gray. I wanted it to be black and white. Remember that? 
I, yes. didn't, I didn't want it to be. I remember that. You know, fuzzy. I liked I that there were good that. guys and bad guys, and that was it. Um, you change your perspective. I want it to be obvious. I kind of change our perspective of I, Star Wars. I have this podcast. Yeah, this podcast changed our perspective. Well, I don't know if this podcast did it, but I think Star Wars has done it. Lucasfilm did it with movies like Rogue One, right? Yeah. Rogue One, <laughs> you know, like Sagarera, right? I mean, is he? Jin Erso. Jin Erso, even sure. Yeah, so, she saves the day, but she's also a criminal, technically. Oh yeah. She steals stuff. Sure. Um, that's funny. We're watching Supergirl, and even Supergirl's doing that. You know, yeah, that's like it's, it's always that's always something that like with and, Superman, and, and with it was her, always like, black with and white. On, I mean, sure. that's kind of a spoiler. Yeah. Well, we don't need to get any while. further in it. Sure. Um, good show though. Uh, so here's what Christy Golden has to say. The thing is, there's a person under the helmets. I was trying to build up their quirks, their sense of humor, the things that are important to them, because everyone's got them. So you take these two super gray sides and put them together and ask, okay, who's the bad guy? And then you're like, uh, and have trouble picking out who is on the right side. Right. And the interviewer says, that's interesting to hear because Star Wars presented these very clear cut morals that harken back to the second world war. Meaning like, we know that fighting the Nazis is the right thing to do. They are the bad guys. I mean, they like, they had to be stopped. Right. Okay. So he says the, the interviewer, I shouldn't have said that he, cause I have no idea. So the interviewer says nowadays the battle lines are very fuzzy. Do you see the franchise as being influenced by this? So he's this, this interviewer is saying, you know, nowadays the, the, we can't point to one type of person and say, they're the bad people, right? That's not what we should do. We should never have done it, really. Uh, but Christy Golden says, I think so. Like Star Wars is being influenced by this. Uh, the world was a very different place back then. We now have a better chance than ever to know the people who aren't like us. We can watch their movies, listen to their broadcasts, and we can do things to reach out to any part of the globe. It's not as easy to demonize people and make them one-dimensional any longer, because you can look at them as people. To be sure, we're more polarized than ever, but the opportunity to see and get to know other things outside of your worldview is there. And I would actually disagree about being more polarized than ever. I think American politics can be seem polarized. That means like either one, one or the other. That means polarized, right? Um, but I think overall in the world, I don't think that that people are as polarized as they used to be. Um, and because of that, because you can see things outside of your own worldview, right? We can go on the internet and look up, you know, photos from anywhere else in the world and look at them and, and see people in towns from across the world and talk to them or just see their experiences, you know, it makes them more real to us, right? Uh, we just went to a movie at the science museum today, uh, mm-hmm. and it was, it was about the people. Really, really good. awesome. Yeah, we got to see how people in West Papua awesome. live. If, right? if you, anyone lives <laughs> near the Science Museum... Of Minnesota? To- yeah, mm-hmm. of Minnesota. Uh-huh. They should totally go see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and good. I was scared of sharks, and there's no sharks in there except for the whale shark. Mm, and right. whale sharks don't have any teeth. <laughs> right. They're not freaky at all. No, they just open their mouths and... Oh, <laughs> it's really funny, fish. actually. Yep. They, just, they just swim. 
<laughs> That's how they get water. They just swim from one side of the ocean to the other one. Yeah. Then burp and come back <laughs> yeah. and burp what? and then come back. Wow. Burp. All right. So uh, let's uh, head on over to Canon News. The Canon News song. Yeah. The Canon News song. Yeah. Yeah. So our Canon News today is all about porgs. And because uh, Pablo Hidalgo talked about porgs on the StarWars.com uh, official site, uh, porgs fly. They can fly. Yeah, their babies are called porglets. Aww. And uh, porgs are not used to visitors, so they're curious. Uh, more curious than like afraid or dangerous, right? Since they're not used to people visiting the island, not used to people being like there. Ewoks. They're they're sort of curious. Eh, I don't know about Never Ewoks. Mind. <laughs> they eat people. Yeah, yeah. I think Ewoks are a little more hostile. Um, yeah. But porgs are more sweet, though. Well, we will see. We shall see. There's pro- we shall there see. could be more information. Wait, Maybe you, hold these. on, did you say porgs are more sweet? Yeah. Oh. Like eating sweet? Like sweet like candy? Yeah! No! <laughs> no. Oh, we've gone to such a dark place. We can never come back They're from just this. little people so walking sorry. around. Yes, you should be sorry. Stop. Come. Stop. Stop there. Don't say <laughs> they... it. Anyway, thank you. That's going to be our canon news for the day. I'm going to Thank you, everyone. And also, my apologies for listening to episode 77 of Children of the Force. And as always, thank you to those who support us over on patreon.com slash children of the force. Yeah, seriously, we totally appreciate it. Um, especially like during the summer. I know we haven't been able to podcast every week and still people have not stopped donating on Patreon. And I'm just like, I appreciate it so much. And um, uh, thank you so much. Um, yeah. So... If you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. Our Facebook is... Children of the Force. Our email address is... Forcechildren at gmail.com Our website is... www.childrenoftheforce.com Or Children of the Porgs, maybe. Can we change our name to that? No, it's not that. It's Children of the Force. Force. Yeah, you're right. It's Children of the Force. And uh, head on over to speakpipe.com slash children of the force to leave us a voicemail that we'll play on the show. Uh, Yeah. So, And also leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere else you listen to us. Uh, Doing so will make it easier for more people to find us. And that'd be fun because, uh, you know, we like it when people listen to us. Not going to lie. So, for Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And... May the Force be with you! I'm gonna say Hamilton, but it's just